Welcome to the 34 Circe Salon. We journey from the ancient world to the cosmos. Take the adventure. Take the adventure with us. With us. With us. With us. And welcome back. I'm Sean Marlon Newcomb. This is part two of episode one on the Amazons. We're talking with Dr. Gary Stickle. In part two, we'll explore more about the Amazon myth and also talk about the many civilizations besides the Greeks who identified the existence of the Amazons. Let's return. So, Gary, to circle back to the Greeks. So, we've got these stories, we've got these lost stories. What are some of the interesting uh, additional myths that the Greeks have about the Amazons? Are there any showdowns and fights? Well, you know, the, uh, the, the myths, I mean, the thing that you mentioned already, the, uh, it's sort of like a sequel to the Iliad called uh, the Ethiopus, uh, and uh, a post homeric account of, of Troy. And, uh, and it features, it actually features the Amazon queen Penthesilia. Now she really kicks butt and she's really, uh, she becomes an ally of Troy and she's really killing the Greeks off until she's finally, uh, you know, encountered by Achilles who always wins, you know, so he kills yes. her. And I think this is uh, part of the, the overall Greek narrative where they're, uh, they're, they're trying to suppress this idea of strong women uh, so they can have their patriarchal uh, society be dominant, which, uh, in fact, it did become. Um, and then later in the 5th century, you, you've got, um, you know, uh, you know Herodotus uh, and his histories. Uh, who, uh, he, he blends facts and fiction, and Herodotus recounts how the Amazon women and the Scythian men paired up and enjoyed sexual equality which is interesting. Um, that's and- just, uh, if I could jump in, that's really interesting because one of the things that I think that he says, which I, you know, we talk about modern scholarship, modern scholars think that, that there were actual warrior women and, and many of them in the ancient world, but they think that the Greeks saw these warrior women when they saw them, they were part of a band of both male and female tribes, tribesmen. And that in just seeing these these individual women, um, they mistook them as being their own band of warrior women. I don't agree with that, but there, I, what I do agree is that in the era when they saw them, when they saw these particular Scythian and Sarmatian women, that by that point in time, yes, you know, we're talking about male and female tribesmen, but it is entirely possible that you know, as the Greek myth that Gary was just alluding to, it's entirely possible that these women were the offspring of this earlier band. Because in the Greek myth, when the Amazons and the Scythians, as Gary said, get together and produce this new tribe, you know, the Amazons even tell the Scythians, they're really specific. They say, you know, we can't marry you and live as part of your tribe because women in your tribe don't fight like us. They don't hunt like us. They don't live our lifestyle, and we're not giving that up. If you want to be with us, let's put it in modern terms, if you want to be with us, 
you're going to have to give up where you live, come with us, and we're going to have to build our own new kind of tribe and grouping. So, and I think that's what modern scholars see that when you see a lot of these stories of the bones that are being uncovered, the bones of these warrior women that they're finding in later periods, you know, fourth century, I guess it's fifth and fourth century, a lot of cases. Um, I think that's what they're seeing. But I think that if we look earlier, we might find something that gives us some information that around the time of the Trojan War, as Gary alluded to, which is um, in the 1200s BC, we might find something that indicates or shows us or proves that there were these women really did have their own realm. So um, what about Hippolyta and Heracles? Um, yes, I mean, uh, now Heracles, which, uh, you know, it's a Greek name of the hero. The, the better known name is Hercules. That's an ancient Roman name for him. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, he had famously the so-called 12 labors or tasks that this uh, king uh, imposed on him. So the, the next uh, labor was a journey to the land of the Amazons, uh, where uh, <clears throat> Heracles had been instructed to seize the girl, Queen Hippolyta. The girdle is like a belt. The Amazons were a warlike tribe of women who lived by hunting and consuming the fruit that grew on their trees. They spent much of their time training in war, marrying only for the purpose of reproduction and signing the rearing of children to their menfolk. When a girl child was born, one of her breasts were amputated so as to not impede her in acquiring military skills. This was the root of their name, which means without a breast. All the boy children born were destined only for domestic work. The chief town of their country was Themyscira, near the Black Sea, where the main cults were those of Artemis uh, uh, and, and Ares, the god of war, the latter being regarded as the father of the first Amazons. Hippolyta, queen of the Amazons, was able to distinguish herself in combat because she wore a girdle that had been given to her by Ares. Admenti, the daughter of Eurystheus, now he's the king who ordered a uh, you know, Heracles to go on duty's task, conceived mm-hmm. a desire for the girdle, which is why Heracles had been ordered to fetch it. Accompanied by the finest warriors of Argos, Heracles set sail for Themyscira, where Hippolyta received him in friendship and promised to grant him anything he might desire. But Hera, who's the queen of the gods, appeared to her, alleging that the foreigners had actually come to the country of the Amazons with the intention of conquering it, and she managed to persuade Apollo to fight back against them. After many bloody clashes, the Amazons were defeated. And after he had slain Hippolyta, Heracles took her girl and delivered it back to Eurystheus and to his daughter. Well, that account has been refuted, in a sense, by Mayer's Who, article. Whose account uh, is that again, just so we can, just so we can hear the name? Uh, that that the, was a Greek um, mythographer. Her name is Maria Mavro Mataki. And I, I bought this book actually in Athens when I was there. Uh-huh. Um, now, that that's kind of a traditional take on it, but uh, Mayer counters it, and I think it's very interesting, you know. And she has a section in her article called Facts and Fiction, and it says, just as archaeologists show in the Amazons were not pure fantasy, and we'll, I'll get back to that, the archaeological evidence, mm-hmm. Uh, other, there's other mistaken ideas about the Amazons can also be discarded. One of these is the famous customs of the Amazons that they supposedly cut off one breast in order to be able to draw a bow. A fake fact 
that has been perpetuated for more than 2,500 years. The claim first emerged in 490 BC when a patriotic Greek historian, Helicanicus, tried to fabricate a Greek meaning for the foreign word Amazon. He said Amazon uh, was not a Greek term, but Mazon sounded something like the word for breast, and A, you know, A, Amazon or Amazon, meant without mm-hmm. in Greek. So he proposed that the name meant Amazons removed a breast so they could draw a bow. Not only was mm-hmm. his claim rejected by other Greeks of his own day, but no other artist ever accepted the notion. All Amazons in Greek and Roman art appear with both breasts intact, and in practice, uh, appear uh, in practice, female archers are not hindered by their breasts, you know. And so I think it's interesting that uh, you know she's correcting uh, you know these these uh, wrong ideas, and which sounds bizarre to cut off a breast and all that sort of thing. But uh, what she's saying that was a fabrication. Robert Graves says that the name you know means uh, you know uh, quite a different uh, meaning, you know. And I think Adrian doesn't Adrian. Uh point out in the article, I think, and in also the Amazon's book, that it, it could mean without husbands, without husbands. Uh, I don't think she, uh, maybe she mentions that in the article, if so, I can't remember, but. Uh... Yeah, I think, I think she does. It's interesting because there's that, but there's also what I find interesting, again, in the modern scholarship, the idea is that what the Greeks saw were Scythian women who were hunters and fighters, and, and so they were mistook as being a, a band of warriors. But, the, I, you know, there is even a historical if you go back and you look at Herodotus, he specifically points out, and you brought this up earlier, Gary, but he talks about the Amazons coming together with the Scythians. And, and I'm just going to read his passage. Yeah, he, he um, distinguishes between the uh, Amazons and the Scythians. Um, exactly. But, Here, yeah. Here's what he says. This is from the histories, and it's book four, chapter 110. So it's, when the Greeks were at war with the Amazons, whom the Scythians call Oiropata, a name signifying in our tongue, killers of men. For in Scythian, man is oiro, and to kill is pata. The story runs that after their victory on the Thermodon, they sailed away, they, the Greeks, carrying in three ships as many Amazons as they had been able to take alive. And out at sea, the Amazons attacked the crews and killed them. So the Amazons turned, uh, overturned their captors and then were freed themselves uh, at, at ship. And so... The thing that I find one with a lot of historians and scholars is this notion that there's a very selective choice of when to believe an ancient source that does not seem to be, in my opinion, only based on whether there is enough credible evidence that the ancient source makes sense. In other words, sometimes these things are dismissed out of hand. And we, as we've learned with Herodotus over the last century, it turns out that some of the fantastical things that people uh, thought Herodotus was saying turned out to be accurate, particularly with respect to the Scythians and how they were buried and what their customs were like. We right. found a lot of archaeological stuff recently. So, to me, the fact that Herodotus is making a very clear distinction between Scythians and Amazons is something I think modern scholars should look at. There's not just a Greek reference to these ancient warrior women, there is also references from the Chinese the Persians and the Indians about them. Uh, For example, um, in Indian sources, there is an 8th century BC epic called Mahabharata, which mentions something called the Sri Rajaya. That was called the Kingdom of Women. 
And so the question, too, is whether that kingdom of women, which they put in the West, they're always putting it in the West. They're calling them the Western kingdom of women. And obviously the Black Sea and that region would have been in, you know, it's obviously the Western world anyway, but it would have been in the West of, of them. But they define this as a tribe of warrior women. So that's what they have. It's, it's even mentioned in the Indian Kama Sutra, uh, the practices, the, the, the more explicit practices that Amazons would have engaged in. Um, there was an Indian king called Chandra Grupta in the third century BC, and he was known to have employed warrior women from the northern Black Sea region. A sixth century AD Indian naturalist also mentioned that. Um, Chinese sources, they talk about the Western Kingdom of Women located a thousand miles west of Persia, and that's in the, the book of the Sui, I may be mispronouncing it, Sui dynasty. 4th century AD. Tang Chinese sources also noted a kingdom of women that existed in the West. And Persian kings were known to have employed female bodyguards, warrior women from this Black Sea region. So it's not just a Greek issue. And so I think this is what scholars are missing. One, the distinctions Greeks made about the Amazon, Scythians, and Sarmatians. And two, the fact that other, even if they're noting the fact that other sources say it, these other sources, in my opinion, indicate very strongly that there's something there i'm going to wrap it up gary because we're, we're running out of uh running against our time right but we're going to pick up this we'll call this amazon one there's much more to talk about because we should be able to get, hopefully go into a little more about the names a little more about the myths especially the non-western ones which i think would be really and i'd like to, to present more on the uh, archaeological evidence that is supporting the idea there were w women warriors i think that's important to relate Let's, let's do that. Let's pick up on the next uh, one with that. And so concludes our first episode on the Amazons. I'm Sean Marlon Newcomb. I want to thank Dr. Gary Stickle. Come back to 34 Circe soon and join us for more scintillating conversations. Till then, take care.